The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Mike'sArchery.com. They're a one-stop shop for virtually everything archery, bow hunting, and for your next outdoor adventure. Mike's Archery has been at the top of the archery game for over 50 years, and they want to give listeners of the Redneck Tech Podcast 10% off their entire online store using the code REDNECK10, all one word. Just put the code in before you check out, and your boys will hook you up. The guys at Mike's have always been good to us, and now they can be good to you too. Visit mikesarchery.com and get your gear now. Right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want him? Yeah. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is going to be episode 127, and if you're watching on the live, you can tell that we have two brand new signs. We also have a brand new sponsor we're going to talk about in a minute, but more importantly, we have Chance Chancellor here. And we're going to get into a lot of this, but Chance is like one of my favorite people of all time, and I'm glad that he had the time to come up and hang out this weekend. Um, He is graciously helping us with some stuff that is way over my head. He's a technical genius, and we're going to get into – how much I've learned from him in, in the in the podcast in a minute. But if you heard, we actually have an official sponsor of the podcast, Mike's Archery, that Ryer didn't even plan, wore the shirt again because he loves the shirt. But Yeah, definitely didn't plan. We're not gonna we're not gonna talk about it a ton, but so Travis and Brian from Mike's Archery came up to the to the uh production class last year. I've known Travis for a long time just through production and things like that, and they're just Great people, had a great time, really got to know them, and they gave us a bunch of shirts and hats and stuff. Well, Clay and Ryder wear them all the time, and we wore them on the last podcast, and they called us and like, hey. If you want people to wear your stuff, make the shirts exactly. comfortable. If you want people to wear your stuff, make the shirts comfortable. Great adage to that because that is 100% true. But even better than that, they sell all kinds of cool stuff that align with everybody who listens to the podcast. They're like, hey, if you, uh, anybody on your podcast wants 10% off, tell them to use the code REDNECK10, all one word. And we will um, we'll hook them up, and we're like, sounds good to us. So um, if you need anything for archery or for hunting or tree stands, they sell so much more stuff than archery stuff. Camping um, stuff. Yeah, camping stuff. We, we've been trying to go through the website the last couple of days, and I bought stuff from Mike's a long time ago. Um, but it's just a, a really cool little piece that um, we were excited to be a part of, and obviously Ryder's excited to be a part of it. But uh, – Really cool to have Chance here. So I could intro Chance, but I'm going to let it, him do it. Right. I can't do it justice. So Chance, who are you and what are you doing here? Oh, so um, I worked with Caleb a while back at Sub 7. Yep. Um, and I guess that's coming up on like four years now. Yeah, go. Yeah. We worked we were worked together for f- just over five years, but that's been mm-hmm. four years since we worked like side by side every day. Yep. So that was, I mean, heck, it's been... Nine years. I mean, I've known you for mm-hmm. nine years or so, yeah. Yep. And you said the first time you showed up and there was a shoot we were on, you looked at me, you're like, oh, that's the nerd. He must be the guy that, that <laughs> runs a bunch of this stuff. <laughs> and, and I was right. <laughs> yep. Um, and so that was the production manager, uh, production manager at Sub7, and so just kind of oversaw post-production. Occasionally, they let me go in the field. That's when they knew that times are really tough. They're, <laughs> they're really scrounging to send uh, me out there. But I had a lot of fun. Um, Working at every production company, even if you're in the outdoor space, needs an office nerd that knows how the computers actually run. That is so freaking true. And I stumble through it most of the time. Um, and I, I tell people all the time when I have, I, t- I come up with some stroke of technical genius, it's usually something that you showed me along the way. And I'm like, and I 100% take credit for it. I don't give you any credit. <laughs> so it's, uh, I mean, that's the Redneck Tech Podcast. Exactly. Here we are. <laughs> exactly right. So, I mean, we, we're trying to live up to our name, but that's kind of what I wanted to get into is Chance and I worked together for five years, known him for nine years, and uh, learned a ton from him. And there's only one guy like Chance. We had, uh, we, we'd have to do a series of podcasts to tell all the stories that we got into back in the day, but we had a really good time. Uh, Ryder's got a decent chance of it, or a decent uh, taste of it today where we've reminisced a couple times, but uh, just fun to have you back up here and hanging out. Um, Absolutely. Just like old times. But uh, the, the job that you had at Sub 7, 
that was one that it's unique to the outdoor space because at the time, well, really, I guess still, there's not really very many productions that were big enough to essentially have somebody that played your role, I guess. Right. Because we had, because if if you don't understand what it is to run, the, when I left, there were, we were doing seven television shows and the Under Armour short film series. Mm-hmm. So essentially eight major projects. Yep. We do now one major project, which is Hunt Masters. And that is all us three can do, except for, you know, the, all our side, you know, smaller projects and the other small clients. It's everything that we can do. Yep. And then we had, when, when we were there, you were managing eight. Yeah. And that is, I don't, I don't think people understand all the hats that you have to wear to do that. Right. And so I, you know, would basically, you know, wrangle all the data. So, you know, we generated, I think we figured out somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe 90 terabytes of data a year, um, which is a lot, uh, a for, lot. For, for those of y'all <laughs> yeah. at home that don't, don't know. Yeah. That's um, what, like 7,000 phones worth of data. Uh, yeah. Do the math. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, and because you don't realize that you're shooting a gig a minute. So a gigabyte a minute, pretty much every time you roll the camera, that's what you're shooting. And that's other cameras, you're shooting maybe four, 10 gigs a minute, like more than that. It, it just goes up from there. Exponentially. Yep. A gig's, you know, light. And so um, I'd do that. And then just kind of when it got into post, just kind of, you know, I'd edit some shows. Uh, there were much better editors um, than me. Same here, buddy. Uh, there. But it was my job to make sure they could stay editing because they mm-hmm. were good at it. So the paperwork, the s- sponsor requirements, all that sort of stuff to keep that out of their hands. Well, and essentially what you helped the most on is, you know, when I edited shows and my meager meek ability, which is still is I, we would generally get the shows to, you know, 80 or 90% and then we'd put them on your desk yep. and you would get them ready to air. And that's, you think that, oh, well, all he's going to do is color and, and audio and put them in a template is so much more like as we're learning right now, getting shows ready for Hunt Masters, because I haven't done outdoor channel shows since then. So four years ago, we've done, I've done Sportsman's Channel and Pursuit Channel since then, but the, the requirements have changed and they right. change every year. Yep. And, you know, you look at the outdoor channel, you know, sent the requirements over and it's a stack of paper yeah. that thick, yeah. you know, a quarter I think it's 36 thick. pages. Yeah. Yeah. So and it was it was one of those things where we we would hand the cho- shows a chance happily, and then he would take them the rest of the way. So that end of the process, either because usually, just like it is right now, that comes down to when he gets it in his lap. It's usually deadline time anyway, and we either have to move on. We would have to move on to the next one or go out on a shoot, and yeah. Chance would make sure things made deadlines. And and uh, for the most part, we didn't really ever miss I, any. I don't think we ever missed a deadline. Yeah, at sub seven. We came close. Yeah, <laughs> very many times. I know a lot of, I know there was a lot of uh, long nights, and mm-hmm. I wasn't a part of near as many of those as you and Nate were. But um, and then the, but you're, but you're, you're forgetting that your favorite part of it, sub seven, was the best ranger competition. Oh God, the best ranger competition. <laughs> that was. I think we figured it out that we went. What was it? Seventy hours, and I had eight hours of sleep. Yeah. Through that. Oh, I'll never forget the first one. How I've never seen somebody as stressed about an event as you were. Oh, yeah, because you're because we to go honestly live we didn't know we didn't really know what we were doing. It's the first time we'd ever done it. Well, you, you don't say that. Um, <laughs> there were there were challenges with the technology <laughs> to get them in the shape we needed to to broadcast from a remote location <laughs> that we did not anticipate. Yes, and we, there was a lot of challenges on that shoot, including people saying things off camera oh, forgetting God. their audios on and live. then chance calling or ready on and say that's live shut up yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Can't, uh, yeah imagine trying to like film a show without explicit language from an army from an army base live yeah it is it is a tough <laughs> tough undertaking yes. while, while the uh, while the subjects of that are participating in perhaps one of the most grueling physical challenges they've right. ever been while part we of. ride in front of them on a golf cart sipping my ties <laughs> oh god they hated us so bad <laughs> oh, I, can't even, I don't blame them at all they hated our guts man <laughs> i could tell several stories about those trips like i wasn't in the trenches back at the office with a chance he was back there at like 
the control center, like making sure everything was happening on the technology side. Because still to this day, I would not ever want to take on that all the technical stuff he did. I don't. It's still over my head. But all we did, we were just grunts in the field, holding cameras, pointing them in the right direction. Like that's all we did. Like stay in focus and make sure the cameras on. We got fresh batteries, and then make sure you get to the next place. Which generally we didn't even know where it was. Oh my god! And you would pull yeah. over and ask somebody, "Hey, where's Darby Field?" And they're like, "Hmm." Actually, I'm not, I'm not sure. from around here. I just got stationed here last week. Yeah. Great. But the thing in half of them, there's like no map. No. And I guess they scramble the like the locations when you're on base because you can't find anything. Your GPS doesn't work. Your cell phone doesn't work. You said you got lost like an MP oh, dude, or something escorted you to I, where you needed to be. I literally, that was like one of the, and that was, I think that was my first like full year at Sub 7. It was like the first time I felt like I was a failure because I couldn't <laughs> find the freaking place. And I'm the only camera. Like, I have the camera yeah, sitting next to me shift. that's supposed to you be recording, shift. and I cannot find this location. And I'm in that golf cart screaming down these long dirt roads in the middle of nowhere on Fort Benning. No <laughs> idea where I'm going. Nobody's awake. And I finally find it like an hour and a half later, and I tell Chance, I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. He's like, it's yeah. cool, dude. <laughs> yeah, and I remember because I think I actually went out in the field, to, showed up to relieve you, and we didn't anticipate how cold it could get on Fort Benning in mid-April. Yeah. And you had squeezed into some baseball pants from yeah. like a decade before. Yeah, because it was all you had in your truck. Yeah. <laughs> it was a rough, dude. It was rough. How and did you have baseball pants I don't, 10 years prior to I don't remember, truck? dude. <laughs> they I don't were remember. <laughs> but the, You're like, Caleb, you look really bad. Like, well, there's a, more. well, the other time, then the other thing that sticks out about that particular one was that was the first year and Mark and Pender just miraculously left. We couldn't figure out where they went. Oh, God. They went to call turkeys. Yeah. They just went out around Benning calling for turkeys because it's like April and they weren't turkey hunting. So they left to call turkeys, and we're like, where have y'all been? They're like, oh, no, don't worry about it, man. No, don't leave yeah. this diaphragm back in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nathan's over there, like, at a mortar range, like, trying to scream to figure out how much longer we have to go live on this camera. Yeah. Like, screaming over mortars exploding. Yeah, dude, it was, we dreaded, dreaded best ranger competition. And, I mean, all we did was hold the camera. Like He had to plan the whole thing. We were it just like, just, Chance, tell me where to go. <laughs> yeah, it was just a grueling 72 hours. Yeah. And that was grueling for us just trying to film it because you had to be live for about 20 out of 24 hours. I couldn't imagine the guys that had to actually, yeah. like, go through the competition. Oh, man. That, that hats off to them. I yeah. Could, I couldn't do that. No, I couldn't I either. Could, I could barely sit there and watch, you know, stats come through on the server to make sure it's broadcasting well, and best, not lagging. My, yeah, in my best shape of my life, I couldn't do it. Um, I wanted to tell a story um, that I've told. I'm pretty sure I've told on the podcast before. I know I've told Ryer. I don't know if I've told Clay before, but it was my first, well, my first week at when I got hired at Sub 7. First of all, I was not even remotely qualified for that job when I, when I first got hired, not even remotely. And uh, I luckily kind of swindled my way, I guess. And, you know, Mark gave me an opportunity to come work there. And uh, I got there the first week, and y'all were at SHOT Show. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. So I remember the first four or five days I was there. No one was there. No one was there, and nobody left me anything to do. And you broke something very, very important while you were at the office alone. I don't remember that. Caleb breaking things? Yeah, what Caleb did I break? Your oh office chair exploded. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Okay. All right, I was like, what? I don't. Re- I do remember breaking the office chair. Okay. but How did you so break the office chair? I leaned back in it and it exploded. Is so, that why? It makes sense. That's why every time you get in my chair, no. you lock the tilt mechanism. So it's like you're scared. No. It's like a PTSD no. thing. Well, maybe it is. But anyway, so the first four or five days, I just kind of twiddled my thumbs because there's nothing to do. And then they got back from um, SHOT Show, and it was like, you know, Jenny bar the door because yeah. there was all the first quarter shows that were about to be due. And I didn't really know Chance. I'd met him for like probably a couple hours up until then. And it was just a couple of us in the office. Didn't really know anybody. And I'll never forget, I knew how to, I knew how to operate Final Cut 7. This was when we were still on Final oh, Cut. Oh, yeah, those days. I remember I knew how the program worked, which I thought that's all you had to do know to edit, but it was not. And Chance hands me a hard drive. I'll never forget it. And it was one of those the uh I still have one or two of them down there. It's the silver Western those digital sw- silver duos. Yeah, yes. And you handed me one of those drives and it was a respect the game show. 
Oh yeah. And it was four hunts from um oh gosh, what's their names? The Whitetail White not White Tail yeah. Was it Whitetail Freaks? No, not Whitetail Freaks. Um Bonnie and uh, Mike McFerrin. Oh, yeah. I'll... Anyway, it they so they had the show Legends of the Fall. Okay. So there was four hunts of there, and you're, you handed me the show. I'll never forget. You walked in my little cubicle office thing there, and you're like, here, here's a Respect the Game show. There's four hunts. There's four kills. Make each kill its own segment. Make the segments around five minutes. Yep. And I'll, I'll take over. And I'm like, I can handle that. All right. <laughs> well, at this time, I didn't realize that, and now knowing what I know, that show should have taken me four or five days to rough. Like, if that. I got that drive, opened it up, got the project started, and started editing. Probably edited on the first segment for at least a week. At least. Way longer than I should have. Super proud of myself. And it was like, I don't know, around six-ish minutes. Chance, come check this out. Come take a look. He comes in my office. I'll, dude, I'll never forget this as long as I live. It was one of the most impactful times of my life in this business. Comes in there. Watches it through, doesn't say a word. Gets to the end, he's like, it's a little, it's long. You just need to tighten it up and shorten it up some. And I'm like, okay, roger that. Goes back in his office, I'll probably spend three days doing that because I really didn't know how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) He comes back in. I call him back in after I've cut probably 20 seconds out of six minutes, maybe. And he's like, still long, man. You you still got a good bit to trim. And I'm like, Okay, he leaves, probably worked on it another two or three days. He comes in there the third time, and he's like, dude, yeah. 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 it still needs yeah. to, Gave you know, like, he's like, you need to, there's some, yes, there's some fat that you need to trim, really need to shorten it up. And then like, after the third time, I'm like, now I'm, now I'm mad. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I don't, I, I don't know. And it's still at like five or like right at five minutes. And I was like, that's what he asked for, five minutes. What the heck? And he's like, just let me show you. He sits down at that computer, I'll never forget it as long as I live, and just hacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, guts everything that I just did. But I watched over his shoulder of, and he just kind of walked it through. He's like, look, right here, he says the same thing here as he does here. I don't care. Cut this part out. Right here, there's four frames at the end of him talking that I don't need. Trim that fat. Here, this B-roll shot, that doesn't matter. Hide this edit, slide this here. And he, and he took that five minutes, and I think he cut it down to like, Three and a half. He cut a full minute and 30 seconds out of a five-minute segment that I didn't think there was any room to cut. Yep. And that, like, that, like, light bulb went off in my head is like, okay, now I get it. Now I get what you're considering fat and what you're mm-hmm. considering slowing it down. And he showed me how to, how to edit to that beat. He's like, here's your beat. Yep. You, this is off by three frames. This one's off by four frames. This one's off by one frame. Showed me how to get them, you know, montages, things on beats, how to pick up the pace, and literally in less than an hour, sitting in my office and my second week there. And I'll never forget it. And he left my office, and I, and I just watched it probably 50 times. And I'm like, hmm, that's how you cut it down. And from that day on, it was just a progressive improvement on what he had just shown me and I, I tried to improve on it and I'm sure I failed many times but that one instance of okay I just watched somebody that actually knows what the hell they're doing show me what I did not know what I was doing and because I thought I did and you showed me I absolutely did not know what I was doing well and you know basically what I just kind of showed you was like once the animal starts coming in, there's a stopwatch that's that's clicking, and that yeah. stopwatch is counting down from about forty seconds. Yeah, and um, you because you really only have one song to get that animal in position for the shot to happen, and so that's thirty to forty seconds. And yep. then once you have your celebration, there's another stopwatch that's going, and then your recovery. There's a stopwatch going again. And yeah, you gotta keep moving it along. And yeah. so that's basically just, as you edit, just have a stopwatch counting down. Well, head. and that was another thing that I learned too, is the pace at which, you know, the edits have to happen. You know, when I edited up until that point, I didn't really edit to music. I laid clips in a timeline over a song and that was it. There was never a, there was never, not, not, necess- not even a style. There was never a, like a, 
don't know what the word I'm looking for. There was never, I never edited with a purpose. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that, that ebb and flow, the speed up, the slow down, the pace of an edit and things like that. And then, yeah. and then we got into the shooting. Remember you showed me how to shoot my first night lapse. Yeah. You know, you showed me how to set the MoCo rig up, which was, we always, oh, we all God. hated. That thing was way, way more complicated than it Yeah. The be. move, shoot, move thing. Yeah. I hated oh. that thing. And then, um, yeah, that's the thing people didn't appreciate. You see like a motion control time lapse at night. And that's a three to five second clip. Congratulations. That took us about 45 minutes to set up. Yeah. So, 45 like, minutes to set up, three <laughs> hours to shoot, and an hour right. to edit. And then we get it back uh, in and we look at it and, oh, only about like three out of four of them actually worked because one of them we got the focus wrong yeah. and the stars are all blurry. Yeah. So, great. Yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it put in perspective to me what I thought I knew, what I didn't know, and then what it took because when you know, I knew, I knew who Sub Seven was before I came to work for them. But more importantly, I knew the sh- I knew the product that they put it out. They put out, and I did not appreciate or even understand the level of work and time it took to create those products, and to and 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 all the work that went on behind the scenes that I was completely unaware of, and um, that really opened my eyes. And then. Watching Nate work, like, you know, you were talking about, what is he ADD or ADHD? And it's like, no. Like, I've never seen somebody that can literally walk in, put on headphones, sit down, stare at a computer for, except for walking out for lunch, eight hours, and go home and do it day in and day out. And I've never, and I, Chance said he can't do it. I ain't no way I can do it. You know, I just don't have the attention span, but but that's why there's there's only one Nate Thomas. There's... You know, there's only one person that could, or I'm sure there's others, but this is the only one I know of. You know, but it was, uh, it was cool to watch it. But my, my favorite thing was, I learned more from you and Nate than I ever did on my own. Like I, I tell people all the time, I learned more in the first three months at Sub Seven than I did in my first three years of doing it on my own. Mm-hmm. And that's all because it was from people that knew what they were doing that had put in the time before I got there and that were willing to impart that knowledge on me, yeah. you know, and I, and that's the whole reason I did this podcast is because before I got hired at sub seven, this is all I ever wanted to do, but it was, I didn't, I, I say this is all I ever wanted to do. I wanted to work in the outdoor space in the, you know, in hunting shows because that's what I enjoyed, but I didn't know what that meant. And I, and I learned what that meant when I started working at sub seven and I saw, and I learned so much, and I learned what to do, what not to do, how to save time here, how to, you know, all, all the things that you do, whether that's shooting in the field, whether that's editing, whether that's production in general. But, um, you know, and that's why I started the podcast, because there wasn't a resource, unless you worked for a, you know, a watermark or a sub seven or a, you know, a rusted rooster, like unless you work for somebody like that, there was virtually no knowledge out there. Right. And you had to know man, some. Yeah. yeah, the one-man bands don't have time yeah. to teach you how yeah, and, to do and, it because they've got to produce and edit and turn a show around. Well, and I learned, too, that I learned what I was good at and what I was not good at. And what I was, what I felt like I was good at, I was good at the people side of things, the hunting side of things, and running the camera. I was okay at editing, but um, there was, like, graphics, not me. I'm Graphic design, not, not me. It's like it's one of those things where I understand. I started to learn. Okay, here's my lane. Here's where I'm going to need help, and uh, here's where I'm clueless. I'm going to have to call somebody, you know. And um, that was that was as important as learning what, you know, what you do know and what you don't know. Um, but that was I just I think about that story all the time when I'm going through an edit and I'll, you know, trim three or four frames off the end of talking and you know how you told me like you know. J and L edits. J and L edits. You know, all that stuff is like, that is, the, that's the cornerstone of everything that we did. And I learned it in the first two weeks I was there from you. And I wouldn't be here now without, you know, you and Chance in those days. So I really appreciate it. And, and But even more than that, we had a lot of good times. And you know what I'm, I miss a lot is poker and going to, oh, yeah. and going out to freaking countries to eat lunch and, Having Nate hit on the waitresses and stuff to get free food—that was some of my favorite stuff. But good time. I got We got to get Nate on the podcast too. I was kind of hoping he, uh, hoping he could come up one weekend and we could get him on there. But um, but uh, 
life and outdoor TV and content creation. What's kind of your take on it now? Like, cause you're still, um, I mean, you're still around it. You're still around right. Nate and you're around us and kind of, how's it changed for you? Um, so yeah, in your perspective, I guess, I guess I'm trying to kind of figure out because there has been kind of a change in the fact that, you know, it's been going on since in the last eight years, suddenly anyone with an iMac yeah. can, can create content. Yeah. Can create content. And it's not just like, you know, YouTube videos and stuff like that. Like, no, if you've got either a MacBook Pro or iMac and a DSLR, boom, you can film a whole TV series. Yeah. You know? uh, and so it's democratized that anyone out there can do it. But that has also brought its own set of challenges for anyone established in the field is that there's a lot more competition out there. Like you want to be on YouTube, good luck getting through, you know, getting through everyone else there to, to make a name for yourself. Um, you know, the same with broadcast TV, because there's a lot more people that can, that can do things. Yeah. And so it's, it's a lot tougher out there. Everyone's a lot hungrier than they yeah. used to be. Well, it's, it's, it's getting to the point to where I'm seeing people that I looked up to starting to age out. You know, it, it's, this has always kind of been a young man's game to where there's only so many times you can run up the hills with a camera and then, and then it's, 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 it's tough. The editing, the editing and the grind of editing gets hard. It's yeah. tough. Um, I, it's not that I've never not enjoyed editing. I enjoy ed- editing things that I shot. But if you hand me footage, I don't, I don't enjoy that. That's that's really hard for me to do. Um, but that's been a that's been a challenge for me the whole time. But yeah, I, I see. I mean, what you're saying with it, it being competitive in the YouTube series. I mean, that's something that frustrates me that Ryer and I talked about yesterday. Or no, we talk, I think I don't remember if it was me or Claire, me or Ryer, talking about how there's several YouTube series out there, especially in the hunting space, that this the the rawness of it is appealing to people now that right. there's virtually no production value. Right. And we'd go out there and spend, you know, all kinds of amount of time, effort, you know, to take that rawness out. But that rawness is now a style in and of itself that, that people like. There's cool. a, there's a reason why people edit entire like clips for YouTube and stuff on nothing but an iPhone. Yeah. And it's infuriating because <laughs> yes. we, we, we have all this equipment. Yeah. And then you go out there and someone that edits a two-minute clip on an iPhone goes, I think it's a million, million views. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's it, – and it kind of goes back to what – I listened to a podcast that Rogan did with uh, Ranella and how it's the, it's the podcast age. He's like it's – when there's an overproduced, you know, group of writers and producers and planners and, you know, button pushers – on the backside of a, a news channel, nobody trusts it. Yeah. He's like, but if you have, and he said, same thing with a podcast. If you have this overproduced thing of a podcast, he's like, people don't feel it authentic. But if you just get on there and start talking and shooting the crap with your buddies, everybody knows it's genuine. It's not pre-planned. There's not somebody in the corner going, yeah, can't talk about that. It's like, no, yeah, yeah, that's good. No talk. Yeah. yeah. Keep that one going. Or, or stretch longer. We got to get, we got to stall some time until we hit a commercial break. Yeah, you know, exactly. So, and, and, and he's, and he said, I think, you know, I see that bleeding over into the content we're consuming. I mean, I'll be the first to say, I love TikTok. I think it's hilarious. Some of the, which I think it's more the personalities and the, than the videos I'm watching. But those are 99% of them are shot on somebody's phone. Yeah. And they're under a minute. And those will get more views. Oh, my than Jesus. Probably 60% of TV episodes. Oh, well. Out there. 100%. On broadcast. Yeah. Because, and that's, that's the thing, like, until, you know, and that was something that sponsors would look at. It's like, okay, so you pay and you air, and a show airs on broadcast. And it airs that, well, let's say three times. You know, you get three airings. And then it's done. It's runs done. Whereas you get a good video up on web and its views are only going up every month. TV mm-hmm. episodes aren't going viral. All yeah, that no, web stuff can go long. viral. Yeah. yeah. Yep, it's too long. And now you do have streaming platforms where, you know, all these companies are taking, they're putting these TV shows on stream, but they can't release them for a year because they'll invalidate their cable contracts. Well, what about like the late night? Because, you know, most of these people that watch Jimmy Fallon and stuff now, they don't watch him. Live. Late night. They watch him on YouTube the next day. They watch that seven-minute monologue clip instead of uh, going and watching 
you know, an hour show or even turning on the TV. Yeah, and then but they're getting the significantly more views on that stuff than they are on the network. That's because know? it's content has that whole I want it when I want it and I want it now yeah. mentality, which is that's probably one reason why all that super raw, uncut stuff is popular is because say if one of us kills something and we post it on Instagram, well, people that follow us, they don't want to wait a year for it to see right, the episode. Yeah. They want to see it in three or four days. And if they haven't seen it in three or four days, they've forgotten about it. And they're yeah. moving on. You, well, yep. that now, even our, like the web show that we do for spy point, the turnaround times two weeks. Yep. We shoot a show episode. It's out it airs in two weeks. That's well, too long. now. Well, we have it. We have to have it given to them in two weeks. They're yeah. not airing it in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's due in two weeks, but it's like, that's, that's too long now. Yeah. You know, now the timeline is, with, like you said, within three days. And, and for four long, it's going to be within that day. And you can't do that to, for a broadcast. Broadcast, you cannot edit something to the quality that broadcast needs. Um, or and, length. Right, or length. And then get it quality controlled, get it captioned, and get it uploaded and submitted in 48 hours. And yeah. sponsor compliance. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. No, let's not you, talk about that. Yeah. You can't, you can't do it. But you can turn around a minute and a half to two minute video on web. In 48 hours. Yeah. Like, and we've done it, you well, know, but it's, 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 the thing is, where does it either, what, what's the happy medium or what's the, like, I don't know, like you were talking about, what was that, the, the digital language or the digital, you're talking about how, you know. Yeah, so <clears throat> the same way that a language has, or a, a group of people have their own grammar, right? English has its own grammar. German has its own grammar. Spanish has its own grammar. You know, you, if you translate English directly into Spanish, your words are out of order. It doesn't make sense mm-hmm. completely in that language. It's odd. And the same same goes for um, media platforms. Um, the movie theater, the, uh, the TV, Netflix, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, even inside of Instagram, your posts versus your stories versus your Instagram TV, each of those has their own grammar, their own set of basically visual cues and stylistic cues that a viewer expects to see. Mm-hmm. And that's why when, when let's say, I, I film something um, for TV and I put it on YouTube, it feels out of place mm-hmm. because... On TV, how that was all structured, how I communicate my ideas through the camera and the editing and all of the stylistic choices that I make, it, it makes sense and you expect that on TV. Or I take, film, yeah. Yeah, I take that to YouTube. Now it's it's odd. It feels well, even, too polished. It feels yeah. like it's too long. It feels maybe uh, too filmic. My favorites now that people are putting vertical videos on television with yeah. black bars right in commercials all the commercials yeah. like that's like that that just makes me want to cringe and it, well, and it and it feels it feels odd because you're used to the grammar the visual grammar of tv and yeah. now you've taken uh the visual grammar of of a phone or really like an instagram uh instagram i think is really what kind of spurred that that uh, vertical format mm-hmm. through stories and stuff. You're taking that and you're putting it on TV, and so it's almost like somebody trying to talk to you in English using their Spanish grammar, and right. so things are out of order. And you're yeah. like, I get what you're saying, yeah, but it feels funny, yeah. Well, let's, let's and I don't really want to watch that here. If I wanted that, I would go yeah. over here to watch that. Yeah. Well, let's take a look at you know the classic uh, YouTube thumbnail image that promotes the episode. It's always some crazy guy outlined in a white, like drop shadow, pointing something crazily at the camera, you know, mm-hmm. to be engaging. Um, it's Instagram. It's always something when you're scrolling through very action oriented because you have, as someone scrolling through Instagram, you have less than two seconds to get their attention, to get them to stop and watch what you're showing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the average. And it may have gone down from there. I know for me, that's about, that's why you burn in captions into your video on web because a lot of people aren't going to watch it with uh, the audio on. turned on. Yeah. Either they're in a public place, they don't want to turn the sound on, or either, I mean, who really wants to watch sound on? So you burn in captions to capture people's attention so that they'll stick around and read your lips with captions turned on. 
So, I mean, there is a whole nother thing to be had on how to snag someone's attention less than <sighs> two seconds. Yeah, and it just makes it just <sighs> and I, I think stresses me out. I think that the visual, I think one thing is I don't feel like people pay enough attention to where they're putting things and needing to uh, create content specifically for that platform. You can multi-purpose content, and it's important to, but you may have to translate that content to another platform. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you might have, say you do a TV episode. It's very expensive to do a TV episode. You've got yeah. a lot Contrary of great content. Contrary to popularity, it's very expensive to yeah. do one correctly. you got a lot of content there, but you really can't just throw that on Instagram. Yeah. So now you have to go and translate it a little bit so that it fits Instagram. And I think, I think there's also a space, like you said, um, like you're, you're the 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 question is always like, okay, with all of these all of these shows being more raw and being more uh, unpolished, as as we would say, yeah, um, where is this? Where's the space for content that we would call polished that would fit our quote unquote production standards? I think what you're talking about there is that all the stuff we produce is is for TV and the stuff they're producing is using the grammar for YouTube or Instagram and I think that at some point there'll be a shift and this type of content will probably go more in the realm of like a Netflix and an Amazon Prime and stuff like that the hunting industry just really isn't there yet. And so right now, long-form content to the level that uh, we're producing it lives on YouTube, and it doesn't perform that well because YouTube isn't a place where people go to find content like ours yeah. or yeah. expect to find content like ours. So when it does shift, I think, to something like a Netflix or an Amazon Prime, because like you may not have TV, but you go to Netflix and you uh, you anticipate a certain level of production. Yeah, you anticipate to watch a thirty-minute show, a yep. one-hour show, seven one-hour shows in a day, thirty-five one-hour shows yeah, in like, a row, <laughs> and that's what you're anticipating. And so you're like, okay, I know what I'm getting. And so when you're presented that material, it doesn't feel out of place. Yeah, and I think that the hunting industry is just behind that curve. And and when it gets there, now suddenly our content is going to have a place to live that doesn't feel out of place like it does on YouTube. Right. And Tubi tried that. I, th I think it was Tubi. What was yeah. that? Oh, that, yeah. How much money that, did they lose? Oh, they lost a lot of money. Yeah. Was that, um, was that the, not Quibi? It was oh, the, it was Quibi. It, yeah, was Quibi. it was the one that did the vertical platform. Yeah. Right. So I remember I've, on I the, sat on Quibi for like 15 seconds. I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this. Like, I was interested in like Reno 911, but they filmed it where it could be repackaged for 22, like they could combine them into like full length episodes. Yeah. So, but I mean, that was the whole thing is that people would go and they'd watch an actual episode sitting on the train or something like that. Well, that people are doing that now on, on uh TikTok. So you get a full minute on TikTok, and they're doing like 37 parts to put in an entire well, episode of something up there. Well, okay. So here's an interesting thing that I've noticed. I was a big, I loved Vine. I don't know if any of y'all Yeah, I, I remember when it was there I for loved, a I loved minute. Vine. And Vine's thing was six-second videos. Yeah. When they first started, it was pretty much the same kind of uh, flow as TikTok, where you just yeah. kind of scroll, and it's it's it wasn't like a For You page, but it was similar. But it was about six-second videos. Um, then, in order to try to compete with the Instagrams and the Twitters, I think Twitter bought Vine and was like, well, we want Vine to be more viable on the Twitter platform. And so they increased the amount of time to like 15 seconds. And uh, it was it was okay. And then they're like, okay, we'll give you a minute. And suddenly all these people who are really funny for six seconds, yeah. be in order to try to take advantage of the prioritization that social media's algorithms give to new features, are trying to make one-minute videos. And suddenly they're not funny. So yeah. and you're, so you're, you're kind of like Vine. You're good for six seconds, and then after that, you just get annoyed. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> exactly. You can look at like you know the transition transition that's happened a lot, like the transition from silent film to talkies, where you yeah. actually had people speaking on the screen. Yeah. And there were silent movie stars 
that were huge, huge stars. And then they were in their first speaking film and it bombed at the box office because the voice was not what people were expecting uh, or they couldn't like, you know, and voice may have been higher pitched than people anticipated yeah. and that sort of thing. Well, there's actors now I watch them in a certain role and I hate them in that role and I'll yeah. see them in a different one. And I just, I, I can't even watch yeah. it. So well, just it think of now mad. like the YouTube stars and they get a role on Netflix and you're like, you watch it because you're like, oh, man, I really like yeah, this person's content. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm so excited for him. And you watch it, and it's just like, yeah, it, it, you're, that's not for you. Yeah, not You're really a YouTube person. Yeah. You know? And it's the same kind of deal. So, Chance, in your, in your past life of being a production manager, what do you think was the hardest part of it? I, I'd say the hardest part was just the, you know, random, you know, there's a lot of balls to juggle up in the air. Yeah. And they were varied. Everything from, you know, Best Ranger. We thought we were going to have cell phone service <laughs> <laughs> in this area to get a signal out. And yeah. no, did not have cell phone service. And then, you know, to, well, this hard drive decided to crash hard on us. Yeah. The At night. the most perfect yeah. Perfect time. It, it knew the episode was due tomorrow. Yeah. And so this they hard know. drive went down, yeah, hard. Um, and so they were varied. Um, it was just the unknown of it, do you think? It was, just, it was the unknown that, because when you're given such a long time horizon, you think you have plenty of time before Dude, something that was, That's literally what I was about to say. Yeah. You, oh, we filmed this in September. It doesn't, it's not due the network till next June. Yeah. Oh, come on. Like, no problem. We'll have this thing out. Well, that's what I Spoiler keep telling. Alert, no. I keep telling them. I'm like, look, we're going to, you know, we got this, this, and this to do. And when we get it done, you know, we're going to have some time before the fall starts. Mm-hmm. Hadn't happened yet. Yep. It never happens. And that's always the goal is, like, I want to work hard to where we have this week to where we're off this week. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet. And I can complain about this. You can't. So <laughs> I'll, I'll take the liberty of complaining about this. Sponsors. Anyone that is listening to this podcast, and if you are a sponsor, please assign someone in your organization whose job it is one month bef- to check in every two or three months with whatever shows you sponsor because you're paying them good money and send them things like your commercial <laughs> that you want to air during your TV show. Your updated <laughs> logo. Your updated logo in a High format. High quality. Yeah, in a format that doesn't look like Grandma Senate from the 1920s. <laughs> she scanned perhaps, it on perhaps her Perhaps multiple yeah. formats for yeah. multiple backgrounds and usages. Right, like a light-colored background and one for a dark-colored background that's just transparent and doesn't have black or white burned into it because – you get logos that you're running up on a deadline where the show is due to get graphics done tomorrow, and you've been trying to get a logo for two months, and they send it over to you, and it looks like they faxed it from the 1910s. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, so please, like, your organization is paying great, great money to promote these very great shows. Help them out and help yourself out by making your organization. Help us. Yeah. Help you look <laughs> as good as possible how many, by having a great logo and commercial. How many times did you submit a show that you hadn't gotten that from people? Oh. And as soon as it aired, you got a mean phone call from someone. That happened a lot. <laughs> um, and I'd have to point to the barrage of 10 emails that I was sending about every 48 hours saying, yeah. we've got a deadline. And then, so then they'd send the logo over and say, okay, will this be in next week's show? No, 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 it will not. Next week's show's already done. I have to go and send this off to the graphics guy, which is going to cost us more money, which you are not going to compensate us for. So he can redo the graphics. I will get that back from him in three to five days. I will then send that to the network and I can probably get this change edited in, in two, more likely three weeks from when you sent that to me. So you just missed three airings for your logo because you wouldn't answer an email. Yeah, man. These marketing people, I've said it a million times, they're like catching the Easter bunny. Like yeah. getting one on the phone or getting one to send the right stuff, man. It's We joked about it many times. It's like, you know, whenever one of these days when we hang this up, I want to get a marketing position at one of these companies to see why they suck so bad. 
I'm surprised you can say that, but okay. <laughs> no, we it, it, well, most of them do. There's there's some exceptions to that rule. Like and your l- amazing sponsors. Yeah, hundred percent. Mike's, <laughs> yeah. Mike's, like archery. Mike's archery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but there's but there are some that are just like, what what is it that you do? Right. You know. Well, tell me what it is. Tell me all the things. But there's so much turnover in in the market, and I guess that's why. Well, and companies don't even like to their credit, they don't even know. Who, what shows they're sponsoring? You, you, might, you might want to take notice of that because your your accounting department's sending them a check, um, a large check. Yeah, and so you might want to actually take notice of what shows you're sponsoring and just be like, "Hey, I know our the quarters changes are. Hey, we updated our logo. Could we get our new logo inserted instead of just Look, anticipating here's my that we're going to know that? Literally, the assets for a company. You know, you name company. X, Y, Z, you know, you say, that's like a huge one, like a Matthews or a PSC. Yeah. That's a large company in the outdoor space. How many digital assets do they really have that need to go out? A couple variations of the logo, one or two commercials, mm-hmm. maybe a style guide. Yeah. Okay, all those files less than 10 gigs. Oh, easy. Yeah. They, they can literally store that in the cloud, send one link and done. Yeah. They could send that link out to here's this to everyone in my list right. every week. If like, they want and to. just update the materials on there. So yeah. as a logo goes out, delete the old logo, send out an email to that same list and say, hey guys, we've updated it with this logo and stuff like that. So that way I can always know the same link's going to have the freshest stuff I need. Well, and guess what? As I'm about to update graphics every quarter, I'll go and check that link and see if anything changed. Yeah. Well, we have our own platform for uploading shows. Why can't the sponsors just uplo- upload all of their stuff there to some type of file format where we can click on a link and have everything because that takes needed. effort clay well <laughs> that's the problem is is it gets it there's too many things in too many places yeah yes. no i agree with that um so what well, was i know i have friends in low places <laughs> couldn't resist could you ha <laughs> so <laughs> what was what was your so that was the hardest part what was your favorite part favorite part i got to go to some uh cool places yeah travel travel was fun um Got to go to Kenya. That was probably top of the list. Really? Yeah. Well, what did you like about Kenya the most? I don't think I've ever really heard your version of the story. Oh, I, so we spent like I know you. I, I knew you went to Kenya, but yeah. I knew I didn't ever hear the story of this. Yeah. So I mean, we it was just really cool to see a lot of animals that have no comp like comparative thing to over here. Yeah. Um, Africa was really cool when I got to go. Yeah. And so that was that was you know really cool. The travels definitely the the perk of it. Yeah. You still traveling a good bit? Every chance you get, other uh, than COVID. Yeah, COVID put a damper on everything. Yeah, but we've, I've had uh, five vacations. Canceled. Well, you know, nice. Ryer's vaccinated. So. Yeah, oh. so I am now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that it, now that Hawaii doesn't need it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they don't. No, no. literally four days here. You guys know me. I'm a little bit of a procrastinator. No. And I was like, a little bit. I was like, look, I can't procrastinate this. I need to go do it. And I went and did it early so that I could – so I was done. It was done. Yeah, so your music. I had, like, the two weeks, so they couldn't even say anything, right? Yeah. I, oh, you just got th- – because I was thinking, oh, if I got the vaccine, like, a day before, like, well, you, taken could, effect, you could have yeah. COVID or whatever. So I get it, like, last week. Mm-hmm. The trip's at the end of the month. Four days later. Uh, oh, you don't need a vaccine. You just need the, you just need the, <laughs> the negative swab, which you also still need if you have the vaccine. Thanks, guys. Thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. But you know what? I did that. I did that for you guys. I did that for Greg. <laughs> I did that for the state of Hawaii. <laughs> and the Yukon later on. Yukon's going to require it, too, if they even open up. Look, somebody asked me to wear a mask. We're fighting. <laughs> We're fighting. You, you got stuck. Like, right. I, I honestly wish that. So, like, back in the old days, you would get a vaccine and you would get a scar. I, yeah. I want. The polio the COVID, vaccine. Yeah, I want the COVID vaccine to give me a scar. So if so, somebody would be like, uh, wear your mask. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Thanks. Try again. Wear this. <laughs> wear that. Yeah. How about you wear these hands? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I got vaccinated the first time they, the first day they let fat people do it. So I, sh- I showed up and they were like, what's your pre-existing medical condition? And I was like, I'm fat. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, my BMI is over 30. Stick me with a shot. 
They're like, we don't have that. Like, we've got the BMI over 30 on our list. We don't, it doesn't say, like, if you're fat. I was like, well, I'm fat. Stick me with a shot. <laughs> I didn't know there was, like, BMI requirements. Yeah, well, that was, like, right as they were, like. Was there lower. really? Yeah. So, like, you literally, like, do you want to put me on the scale? I never yeah. heard about that. Yeah, this was. They were about to not give it to you? Because you you didn't meet. I the guess BMI. I carry my weight well. I don't know. I so you were under the age. Yeah. So I was you under in the, the age. You were in the healthy that's body age shaming. Range. Yeah, that's they body, body shamed you. That's so age discrimination, and that's wrong. <laughs> 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 yeah, and so I showed up like ready to get it. Boom! Day like day one. <laughs> that's funny. I did not know that either. I had never heard the. Like they were prioritizing. Well, that I knew they the, were prioritizing in the beginning, like elderly and like uh, obesity was considered a, uh, or essential a workers comorbidity, and so this didn't happen till like April or something. I don't know. I didn't know any of this. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I guess this is the part of the podcast that Clay can leave. Um, we're Wait, gonna talk I wanted, about. I wanted before we get don't into tease me like that. <laughs> before we get into oh, you got a question that. for Chance? Yeah, I just because. I imagine that you've shepherded a lot of editors along in maybe some of their earlier days. Mm-hmm. Having had a lot of experience doing that, what are a few actionable tips that this you can... This is a great question, Ryan. I'm, pr- I'm, 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 I'm so proud of you. Gotcha. I don't have that question on my list. Oh, Maybe. you do? I don't. No, oh. I do not. Okay. So, How, yeah. what, what kind of tips would you give people who are really just starting their journey into the world of the wonderful world of editing? Okay, so if you, yeah, my first thing would be if you're thinking about a job in outdoor production, do not look to be in front of the camera. Do not look to uh, to film. Like if you want a job today, learn to be an editor. Yes, right now that is the bottleneck. Did you pay him any, to say that? No, <laughs> that is. I've the, said that ten thousand yeah, times. That's the bottleneck of any production. Company. Here's here's a conspiracy theory. Sorry, not to interrupt you, but this goes on with Clay. Here's a conspiracy theory I've had. Um, I've been hearing. Chance say a lot of things that yeah you you're, say. N- you're not, not, so, not, you not being creative. Are these all from Chance? <laughs> no, not all of them. A lot of them. A lot of them. Funny and creative as I actually thought you. Were. <laughs> okay. I told the you. truth. Chance taught me a lot. Yep. And so yeah, learn to be an editor, and uh, really, it comes down to you don't need a fancy camera. Um, you can start with your phone if you want to, but if you can film on a DSLR, you can film on a. a Big camera. Film on virtually anything, yeah. Yeah, a, a DSLR introduces you to all the concepts. But go out there and film a few scenes and then go and watch how a similar scene unfolds on TV and sit there watch a few episodes of different series that are, you know, different uh, styles and sit there like take the crush and Leah Tiffany. Uh, go out there and time how long a scene takes. Okay, we just got to the tree stand. How long are they in the tree stand before the deer comes in or how long is Lee in the tree stand before we transition over to Tiffany mm-hmm. um, and write down those little times and look at it and you're going to see some very consistent numbers. Yeah, and how did they get from Lee to Tiffany? Right. What was the, what was the couple shots of the transition of the scene that got me right from this location to this location? And usually it's very simple. It's a, some either wide establishing shot or drone. it's, or yeah, it's, a or it's drone. a drone shot and you hear, you know, if it was only you hear a drone shot and you hear Tiffany start talking, we're yep. automatically there. It's one so, shot got us there. Yeah, so that's a, that would be either a J or L edit. And if you watch Game of Thrones, those are also famous for it, where you hear the audio um, of the next scene come in under the previous scene. So you might be sitting there. Um, and like I said, uh, Tiffany is uh, in the tree stand and she's talking and then it kind of goes to a master wide in, mm-hmm. the, in the field. And then you hear a car door slam. Well, that doesn't belong in a field, but that's okay because about half a second later, you see, boom, there's the Lee getting out of the car. Mm-hmm. And so that little audio cue just cued you in that a scene change is coming. It subconsciously told you everything you needed to know. Right. That like, oh, that was a car door. Oh, so that way when you see the car, it doesn't seem out and, of place. And, and you don't realize until you start paying attention or, or have done editing and video as much as we have, those things are in almost every production you watch. Mm-hmm if they have any kind of production value whatsoever. Netflix series, Amazon Prime series, health cartoons, mm-hmm. you know, good ones, you know, animated films, you know, they're, they have all of the same things. Usually the animated films have better sound design well, than anything. Animated films are, are super, super tough because you watch an animated film, none of that audio exists. Yeah. Not a single, single bit of audio. So I worked 
here's my opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. I worked on a... Uh, see how see how yeah, segue into it. <laughs> so I got to work on an animated film, which um, is was called Sergeant Stubby, an American Hero. And it was the true story of America's uh, most decorated military working dog. It was Sergeant Stubby... An American Hero. Sergeant Stubby, an American Hero. Yep. And, and it's where at right now? So you can stream it for free on HBO. Um, nice. And it's also available for uh, DVD and Blu-ray purchase on Amazon, uh, Best Buy. OMG, sort of have you ever thought about getting ASC behind your name like Ryer has? Oh no. my, wow. I didn't. Ace. Ace. Oh, sorry. Yeah, AC. I was going to say, I didn't know. I didn't know what ASC oh, was. God. <laughs> it's um, like, I already have that yeah, seven but, times. Yeah, dis- disclaimer, I did not do any editing of the show, but if you pick up a DVD or Blu-ray disc, I did author that. Yeah. Um, so that was my contribution to it. But, um, so yeah, animation is tougher in the audio department, but it's also more freeing because you know you're going to cut VO and stuff. So you yeah. can- you know, you can just kind of, you don't have to actually get good audio in the field because this is one thing. People will forgive bad video. If you're watching a video on TV, people will forgive bad video. You will not forgive bad audio. If someone's talking and you can't hear them because the audio is too low or there's noise too scratchy or the music mix is too loud, you will not pay attention. And that happens in major, major videos. How many of you saw the, let's see, was it Dark Knight Rises with Bane? And the first mix you saw in theaters, the people that saw it in the first four or five days, the audio mix was bad. You could not hear Bane because he whispered so much. And so Christopher Nolan had to release a new audio mix for the movie. I did not know that. Yep, after it had been in theaters for like seven or ten days. So just because if you saw it after a couple weeks, you saw a different audio mix. Huh, did not know that. Yep. And yeah. thanks to digital production, you can switch that out. If it had gone to print... Like that, you could have. They would have had to order new prints. It would have been a disaster. Yeah. Or they made a million DVDs or Blu-rays of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Then your mistake is pressed in for the entire public to see for all eternity. So perfect segue into what you know now that you've uh, that we haven't because we used to always talk about movies and shows right, and I'm things we used to want. <laughs> <laughs> What's um, what have you got into lately? Or I say lately, you've been. I know you're working all the time now. But what what's what, what are you into lately? Yeah. So uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. The last thing you haven't watched Yellowstone, which you need to. Haven't you haven't watched Mindhunter, which you need to. Like the last series, I feel like I watched on TV was um, Umbrella Academy. Um, I didn't finish that one. I got a couple episodes in, and the I second just, season's better than the first. And see, I didn't get into the first season. I don't know. Maybe yeah. we just want that's, that's so much science fiction. I guess that's one of my biggest pet peeves when somebody recommends a show and they're yeah. like, "The first season is really yeah. bad. You have yeah. to watch it to understand." But it's yeah. just, just know I it's shouldn't. Just really, have it's just to. not as good as the but second. Clay, you're but, not going to watch it anyway. Yeah. But, but uh, as soon as the second season comes around, it's going to be perfect. And it's yep. like, do you know how hard it is for me to commit to a first season? Yeah, not that's like, ten hours of my life. Like yep. you already know you like the show now that you're saying that the first season is bad. Like, yeah. what happens if I watch the whole first season and then I watch the second season and did, the second season did is Did you ever watch Newsroom? Yes. I think I, I was the one that was telling you you needed to watch it. I, that's my favorite series of all yeah, time. Yeah, Newsroom's great. My favorite series of all you time. T- you introduced him to Newsroom? I, I don't remember. I don't it's, remember what It's very possible. Out. It's but very possible. Aaron's I need the X-Files theme song. <laughs> <laughs> but Aaron Sorkin, like, is, you know, a genius. At so after writing. I found out he wrote West Wing... I started watching West Wing, and you can 100% see it. Oh, he, yeah. He wrote um, The Social Network, too. Yeah. Yep. And you and can also, also see Steve that. Jobs. I did not realize, and I started doing some research after I watched. I, I've probably watched Newsroom 10 times. Well, you have the episodes downloaded on your laptop. It may, or may, be, may or may not be legal. Anyway. X-Files um, theme song. We'll cut, but anyway, we'll cut that out in that we, t- we actually could put an X-Files sound in here. Um, <laughs> <That'd be> fantastic. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I, uh, I started researching Aaron Sorkin a little bit more, like what he had done mm-hmm. and, and started watching some interviews and like, I did not realize how dialogue heavy everything he does is like, there is, there's a it's pace. A gun of oh man. And if you don't pay attention, you're going to miss something. Yep. And that, that's my biggest pet peeve is I'm watching something, like especially with my wife, because it, it's useless to watch something with my wife. Is, what just happened? No. It's, 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 
Yeah, looks at the phone. Oh, and I'm just, I want to strangle her. I'm like, if you're going to commit to what, my daughter is the greatest. My daughter is my daughter. There's no doubt. My oldest Tess. You turn something on, never blinks, never looks away. I'm like, that's my kid. Well, and here, and here's my thing. So, if you're in a movie theater and the credits start rolling, watch the credits. There's a lot of people that worked very, very hard <laughs> to make that movie happen. If you're sitting on your couch and you're watching a series, watch the series. There's a lot of people that worked oh, really hard to make that goodness, happen. My goodness, man, they didn't do it so that you could stare at Instagram you know, yeah. while you're doing it. Well, it that's that's my thing. It's like if I if if something loses me or I'm under, uninterested in it, I just stop it. I'll, I'll just walk away hard stop. But if I'm interested, I'm watching from zero 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 to as soon as it's done. And I don't want you to talk to me. Yeah. I don't want to pick up my phone. I don't even want to eat or drink. I want to focus because I, I enjoy it. I enjoy every aspect of it. And uh, that's like Clay hasn't watched anything. I, I still don't Clay, understand I it. Clay's a terrible person to watch movies with. I mean, oh. he talks. But he, like, he won't. We've invited him to come watch movies. And he he won't probably do it. like leaves the sound on as he's typing too, so it's click, click, <laughs> click, 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 click. He's that guy. No. Are you that guy? No, my typing's not on. I've been texting and Instagramming this entire podcast. <laughs> he hasn't even been, <laughs> exactly. he hasn't even been paying attention to the content that he is involved in. Yeah, he's I've been texting and Instagram this entire podcast. I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you even doing here, Clay? What are you What are you doing? So, Umbrella Academy. What else? Um, let's see. I've been watching. I would say I've been watching more movies, but I can't name like ten movies I watched either. It's been a weird quarantine. <laughs> it's been a weird quarantine. <laughs> I was about to say during quarantine, I figured you would yeah. just crush some movies. <sighs> let's see. But your married life now, man, you just we, got that just, old ball and chain. So you're well, just, and we've got like we just got a new house, and so that's been like an undertaking. Oh yeah, to get moved. We only moved three blocks, but. I will never move ever, ever again. <laughs> Don't say that. I've said that and had to move two times since I said it. Caleb, Caleb, whenever you say you're not going to do I something, dude, I told him some that sort of I circumstance happens and we end up doing it. I told Chance that story earlier. <laughs> yep. I'm actually going to scroll through my movie list. We'll come back to it. I don't, I'll tell you a yeah, I don't want anybody to call us with an endless budget, awesome location short film ever again and give us creative decision making i, yeah. I never want to do a netflix docu-series <laughs> that sounds terrible <laughs> that would be the worst don't you, you think how, caleb how dare. what about you clay that would be <laughs> horrific for all of us how, how dare us have a real budget yeah <laughs> yeah ryer's new your favorite one lately has been uh what's the 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 football series last Which, chance last you. chance you have you seen it yep Really yeah, well really done. Good. Holy Freaking crap! Incredible. It's, it's yeah. really it's well filmed, done. Like filmed really well. Um, let's see. I want to know their back end. The the, the planning that goes into. I, I keep trying to find back end stuff for them and Deadliest Catch. I can't. I've looked. And for it's like you. I can't find it. They this can't is, give that information this, away. This is where, like, when you talk about there's a there's a black hole of information. Yeah. There is. Like, there it is. When you when you started in this industry, there's a black hole of information. Right, and so we're trying to help with that in our in our and own I'm, unique way. Yes, and as we start to do productions that require more infrastructure, I'm trying. I've been like scouring the internet for solutions, and they are do not exist. Yeah, no, like, I agree. Where do people get this information? I don't know. I think it's got to be trial know. and error, or just coming from giant productions and understanding, because that's because like that's a logistical to, nightmare. Just trying to find a software where I could basically manage all of the assets that we have on the server. Well, right now, finding the people ridiculous. to be able to man something like that. Yep. Yeah. I don't know where I'd find the people or and what that would cost. What would be the budget for something like that? I wouldn't even want to know. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was doing at Sub7, like going out and you need a new server. Like, do you, like, what brand are you going to get? Like, how much speed do you need? That's like, I spent like probably a year figuring out Sub7 before we got the server there. Yeah. Like, and that thing... Trucked on, good. Do you yeah. have a degree in this? No, I've got a degree in uh, rhetoric, <laughs> <laughs> in, in like speech writing and, and rhetoric. Yeah, 
when I got hired, I just told Mark I had a degree in communication studies. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't know it was in just it was in creative writing. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I didn't know that. I thought you had a communications degree. No, it's not mass communications. It's it's rhetoric and speech. Really? Writing. What yeah. made you? What did you want to do? What was the original plan? Because obviously you veered from the plan. <laughs> yeah, getting a communications degree was very easy. Yeah. <laughs> At I was okay. So this is this is. A weird thing. I was going to be an accounting and communications double major, and accounting got hard. <laughs> yeah, I told you my communication story. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Travis just saw your shirt finally. <laughs> I got you, bro. So yeah. finish, finish your yeah the, so the, the, the degree. And so uh, accounting got hard, and communications was was there, and I could. Got did my four years and got out. So when you so when you signed to do the the rhetoric and and speech writing, like what did you have a plan on something you wanted to do? I knew I wanted to do film. Uh, just uh, I went to Furman. Furman didn't have that. I did do an internship on the Leatherheads movie uh, with George Clooney. So oh really? Yeah. If you watch that movie, you will not even see me in the credits because <laughs> that's how lowly of a peon I was. You really had us going there. The first yeah. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> See, there, there's that degree in rhetoric really right. coming in handy. That's where I primed Set your expectations and then just yanked the rug out. From Shattered them. Um, well, so, honestly, yeah. you started priming that like way back. 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Oh, really? You knew this was coming up. No, no. Because <laughs> you, you, you made sure that to tell people, watch the credits. There's a lot of people that oh, work yeah. very hard well, on yeah, this. Oh, yeah, that. Ten minutes later, here we are, yeah, setting us up for the one-two. So yeah. what did you do on that? I, I didn't know any of this. I'm learning stuff about yeah. Chance. So I was a production assistant intern uh, in the office. And so and This I, was where? This was in Greenville, South Carolina. They built their soundstage for, uh, for part of the movie in Greenville, South Carolina, and they filmed uh, some exteriors at a school and stuff like that up there. And so, like, there's a scene where they're uh, down in the coal mine. That was just, like, literally some puffed styrofoam like on a <laughs> on a sound stage the train was on a sound stage and it was built on like air compressors and so the they'd rock the train set back and forth to make it give it like the illusion of movement and then had lights set up down the windows and they'd go in like a series so that it make you think that you were passing lights on the outside so you got to see lies. A, yeah, All I got lies. to see a lot of the you know the cool movie magic. But yeah. I basically I didn't even take coffee to people. Uh, the fax machine spit out stuff. I ran copies of it and then took that to like the different departments that it was addressed to. So nothing fun. Nothing fun. <laughs> Just got to see some cool stuff. Yeah, got to see George Clooney one day. Nice. He popped in. Then I was scared to look at him. <laughs> so I looked away. <laughs> I am not worthy. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I was like, oh, God, he's here. So like, turn my back. <laughs> Don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. They can, oh they can sense fear. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Leatherheads. It did not do too well. I, I haven't seen it either. Oh, really? <laughs> you worked on the movie? Ever seen it? I didn't. Like, nothing I did made it into it. Like, if I'd been in the background or something, that would have been, like, my Instagram picture for a long time. <laughs> So no. what year was this in college? This was in college. This would have been in 2007 or 2008. That's awesome. God, that's so funny. Well, we've been talking for an hour and seven minutes, so I guess we'll wrap this up, dude. Really appreciate you coming, hanging out, and uh, learn. still learning from you. Appreciate all that. But um, if you got any questions, Instagram at Redneck Tech Podcast, rednecktechpodcast at gmail.com. We still have some openings on the school i think we have seven confirmed coming to the class we can probably do three to five more so uh if you're interested in coming send an email to redneck tech podcast at gmail.com all right guys peace